Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Asian Glow Up. This is April. I'm Jackie. And I'm Jojo. If you haven't already, go listen to our How We Moved to New York City episode. It's actually our very first episode ever, and it's where we talk about how we moved to New York City, how we all met, and how we all ended up where we are now. In today's episode, we're specifically focusing on how we found our New York City apartments. We're all actually not in New York right now. Last summer, we all decided to move out of those apartments and live in an Airbnb for a few months. From there, we decided to come home. In a few weeks, we're planning to go back to New York and restart our apartment search. Jackie, do you want to jump in first as to how you found your apartment? Because I just personally think the story is so wild. It's pretty crazy and unconventional. (laughs) The one thing that they always say to not do is do not book an apartment without seeing it in person. But with the circumstances that I had, that is the one thing that I had to do. And I kind of took a chance on my apartment. I found my apartment through Reddit, which is a little unconventional just because you're going in blindly. When I started my job in New York, I had a six-week training program in Austin, Texas, and I didn't have a chance to go to New York to look for an apartment. So I knew that when I moved, it either had to be in an Airbnb or I had to just go for something random. So when I looked on Reddit, I found a random post on Reddit. What subreddit was it? New York City Apartments. I was following it for a little. Like I had no idea what I was looking for. I don't know what was a good price. I don't know what looked good. So when I was looking for an apartment, I was just like, one, I need a place to stay. Two, maybe near my workplace. And then three, like it's real. (laughs) Did you even FaceTime with your potential new roommates or did you just completely trust them based off of a Reddit post? I sent a DM to the guy and was like, hey, here's a little bio about me. I'd love to take over the room. And luckily he got back to me in a couple of days. He FaceTimed me and it looked real. <laughs> Everything seemed good. The Reddit post looked too good to be true. Like, let me just take a chance because if I do get it, that'd be amazing, right? It was a, a luxury building. I had my own room. The best part was I had my own door that locked and a closet. And I was like, oh my God, if I can have that, that would be amazing. Jackie, your expectations were so yeah, low. <laughs> Jackie, I feel like a room that locks or a door that locks is not even a question. It's not even the bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> when you're looking online, all you see is like, oh, you could be getting a flex and what a flex room is is that you have a fake wall and with all the New York City restrictions you might not even have a lock on your door and it might not even fit a closet because you're basically taking the living room and turning it into a room so I think my standards were like oh at least I have a space for a bed and I'm good to go you know like anything that can put a roof over my head I found this apartment through the Reddit post and it was just so amazing. Like the pictures look great. It had a great view of Times Square. Like I can see Times Square from my apartment. What I did additionally was just my due diligence of getting his ID, getting the lease, getting all the information, calling the building and making sure it was real. That's good. So the only caveat with that apartment was that he needed money within the next three days. Mm. So I had to send my first month's rent plus security deposit and my application fee. That's like a couple thousand dollars within three days to this random guy that I met for an apartment that I'll be getting maybe like six months in advance. That's insane. I honestly can't believe you did that. Like this is what we're telling people not to do on this. Yeah. Like if it's too good to be true, it is. 
please don't do this. Like there's other ways that's safer. I think Jackie got really lucky because her roommates turned out to be super dope and her place was nice, but I don't think you should do this. That's like a one in a million. Yeah. Yeah. Don't see an apartment without seeing it first because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And I just got really lucky that, I don't know. I just had a gut feeling in me is that if I don't send money to this guy, like I won't get this apartment. And I just, (laughs) I just really want an apartment. And also I really just wanted a place to live because I didn't want to have to deal with Airbnb and like, like we are now. <laughs> we're going to explain this later down the line, but I didn't want to pay for a broker either. Mm. And I was about to pay for a broker because I knew that my first year into New York was going to make a big impact on how I saw New York City and how it's going to affect me. So I'm like, I'm going to splurge a little more for an apartment just so I can live in Manhattan and get the full experience. So sent over the money to the guy. And then when I moved down in end of August, it turned out to be real. I met the guy, I got the keys to the lease and everything happened to be amazing. I think the one thing that I missed out on is when I had my two suitcases, everything, my whole life in New York and I got to the room and it was like 6 p.m. So there's some light into the room because I had amazing windows. But then I realized there's no lamp and there's only my bed frame and a mattress that I ordered too small for my bed. (laughs) So the apartment that I moved in was a two bed, two bath, but there were three of us. Why this room was a little cheaper, the living room was turned into a flex room. So I had no living space. The only shared space was a kitchen. Oh, that's what she means by like, she had a door. Oh my yeah, God. <laughs> like her roommate literally lived in the living room. <laughs> Some people thought it was weird, but I think you guys visited my place. You just can't really see her stuff unless you step in. Yeah, it's like slightly to the side, but it is open. Which worked out for us because I think like we turned out to be good friends and all that stuff, but... Since it was a luxury building, my apartment mates who lived there beforehand, they got a good deal because they moved in when the building first opened. But our price that we were paying was around, I think, 5600 for a two-bed, two-bath in Hell's Kitchen. Mm. And that That's okay. is a cheap price because my apartment mates lived there for like five years beforehand. Oh my gosh. There are some caveats. You could be paying $6,000 and be 20 minutes from the subway, which is... Yeah, it's not ideal. Like, at least your building had shuttles that you took advantage of, but Mm -hmm. I I couldn't have done what you did, to be (laughs) completely honest. Yeah, I would be scared. There are times on the weekends when you would leave my apartment at, like, 1 (laughs) a.m. I'm like, get home safe. And Jackie would take the subway, like, two or three stops or whatever it is from Midtown, and then walk the 15, 20 minutes home at, like, 1, 2 a.m. She's like, no, it's fine. It's, like, Times Square or, like, 42nd Street. So there's always light in people. I'm like, I can't. That's the only reason why I say that when you are looking for apartments, security or like safety is a big one just because Mm -hmm. you want to be safe when you're walking home for my apartment since my main stop to my apartment was Times Square and then I had all of 42nd with all the bright lights and I passed by police station so I did feel a little safe but for our next few apartments that is a big consideration that I'm going to take I couldn't have done that When I found my first apartment in New York after MAPE, if you listen to our first episode, you'll hear us talk all about it. But we lived in what was essentially a dorm in Brooklyn Heights. And I knew that I wanted to stay and started apartment searching using Roomie, the app, and Facebook, like Facebook New York University housing or whatever, just because I knew that I wanted to live with people who were maybe on like the younger side or like new professionals. I ended up finding this girl on Roomie. She was in her late 20s fashion designer, super cute. And it was a two bedroom in Astoria. I've really never been to Queens before moving in, but it was really nice. Actually, no, that's not, that wasn't even the first apartment that I found. Okay. So 
During MAPE in the summer, when I was apartment searching, I actually talked to these three girls that I found on Facebook, and we were going to get an apartment together in East Village. It was a really small room, but I was kind of like, okay, East Village, these girls seem really nice. I had like a quote-unquote phone interview with them in the cafeteria area of the dorm. It was fine and like normal, they seemed nice. But then basically they got back to me and was like, oh, the other girl that we talked to, we actually have a mutual friend of her. So we think we're going to go with her because we like have a connection. Cool, whatever. There was one thing I didn't like about that place and it was that it had like a huge broker's fee. It was 15% of the total annual rent cost and it came to be like That's a lot. over $1,000 per person. I don't remember exactly how much it was, but it was a huge number. I ended up staying at a place in Astoria for, I think it was only one or two months. It was a random sublease with these older women. It was honestly kind of a strange situation, <laughs> but like... Like there wasn't really any other way. It was cheap. So when I found that apartment for those two months, I actually didn't know if I was going to stay in New York. It was just kind of like my in-between apartment. I, I like that it was only two months. I was able to leave if I wanted to. The place itself was weird. I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm going to stay in New York. I started looking into other apartments. I was still looking into Astoria because I actually really did enjoy the neighborhood. But a few blocks above where that apartment was, was a little bit livelier. There was a lot of restaurants, little grocery stores, and it was just like very cute and fun. So when I saw my next apartment, also in Astoria, it was with this older girl. She was in her late 20s, super sweet. She looked like a model. And... She was a fashion designer. I just thought it was like a good mix. And I liked the neighborhood that she was in a lot more than where I was staying, even though it was literally like three blocks north. So I stayed there for six months, actually. And it was great. I think I would have stayed longer and re-signed on the lease. But there was an issue with smoke. So my guess is that our downstairs neighbor would smoke in their room. Oh, do you mean like cigarette smoke? Oh, wow. Like it would permeate through the floorboards or something into my room. And she didn't have a problem with it. She, strangely enough, had like the smaller room of the two, but she was living in that apartment for like six, seven years at that point. Oh, wow. She moved in right after she graduated and just stayed because I guess she liked it a lot. How strong was the smell? It was so strong. Like I would come home from work and my room would just be like smoke and I would just open my window and like it didn't bother me. I mean, obviously it was really annoying, but like I was able to live through it, Mm -hmm. I guess. That sounds so dramatic. But then I started noticing that I was getting headaches. So I was like, okay, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. And then when I was living there, I was also interning at a jewelry company and I was applying for full-time jobs because like I said, that's kind of when I decided that I was staying in New York. Right before I started and accepted my new job, my mom and I went on vacation to Europe for like a week or two. When we came back from that trip, we opened my door and my room was the worst it ever smelled because there wasn't any circulation for like more than a week. My My mom was like, you need to move out. This is absolutely not okay. Oh my gosh. They got like a warning. I like submitted a complaint on NYC housing or whatever and nothing worked. This person would stop for like a little bit, but then it would keep happening again and again. So I was like, no, I can't do this. I actually left at least one month early and my roommate was very understanding she was like oh actually I have a really good friend that's been wanting to move in <laughs> so like you wanting to leave a month early actually works out for me too I was like lit okay perfect started looking again went on roomy went on Facebook housing pages this time around I thought that I wanted to live a little bit closer to the city or in Manhattan because my office was in West Village and the commute wasn't horrible. It's like a very standard New York commute, I think, but I think just- Was it like 45 minutes? Yeah, it was 45 minutes, which is, I think, very standard. But like a spoiled California brat who would drive five to 10 minutes to (laughs) class every day was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was so lucky. I was on Facebook. 
I randomly saw this girl named Paula post something and she looked like she had her shit together. Like she's a publicist at People Magazine and like she literally wrote that in the post, I think. And the way she wrote it out was just really cute. All of That she has her shit together? We love Paula. <laughs> no, but basically that was like the vibe that I got. And the photos were gorgeous. I mean, I look at her now and I get that vibe. <laughs> yeah, I know, for sure. The pictures were great. This building was in Midtown, Herald Square area. Near K-Town. Yeah, it was near K-Town, which was also great for me. And it was really nice. We had like rooftop gym, a beautiful lounge, laundry in the building and what's interesting is that this building actually used to be a hotel so they converted it into apartment buildings for people to rent and it was great i moved in it was me this girl named paula and our other roommate danny and we got along right away i think paula is a really good reader of people i met her that one time and she was just mm-hmm. like no i love your vibe send in your application let me know when you do and i'm like oh it was that easy because when i walked in the first time and walked into the the lobby that was beautiful with the plants and the artwork on the wall i was like yeah i want to live here so when she told me that right away <laughs> it worked out but yeah i loved living there I lived there for over a year and we actually re-signed our lease but then COVID so we ended up leaving anyways and I'm actually now subleasing it was a three-bedroom apartment my bedroom and the other girl that moved in with me we stayed in flex rooms so it wasn't like the living room was open and there was just someone living in there like Jackie's apartment it was when Paula moved in the year before with her other roommates they set up flex walls with like doors and a lock so I didn't have to pay for setting up flex walls or anything is it a true one bedroom that you turned into a three bedroom exactly that's what Paula did when she first moved into the apartment because like I said this building used to be a a hotel so the apartment building or the room that we had was at the very end of the hallway so it had windows facing the main street and the living room was huge It was a very large living room with just one bedroom and a bathroom. And that's kind of why they just made the huge living room into two bedrooms. And then we still had a little bit of space for a living room, which was small, but it was enough for us. Like we had a couch, we had a TV stand, we had artwork and a huge mirror. Our kitchen was also really tiny. Like I said, it was meant to be a hotel, but it was enough for us. Like I personally loved living in that apartment. I think the location was absolutely amazing. I lived above seven subway lines. And then in one or two block radius was like three, four, five other trains. I just love that apartment so much. But once COVID hit, I think I really realized that space is something that I really value. And now that I've been living in New York for basically two years, my priorities have shifted. So in the very beginning, it was like, I just need a place to stay. Like, please house me. Then it became, okay, like I need to maybe live a little bit closer to work, have an easier commute and be closer to things in the city so that I can experience more of Manhattan city life. And now I think it's definitely evolved to, okay, we need more space. I want more of like a community feel and having your bodega man or like whatever, you know, (laughs) instead of I live across the street from like a Foot Locker and Victoria's Secret, you know, like that's like not (laughs) the vibes that I'm looking for now. I guess I'm looking for something more homey. Yeah, I lived in Brooklyn for I guess like almost two years as well. But I definitely got the whole like local feel and community feel. I had my local bodega man. Um, I would always get my BEC from him, my BEC bagel. (laughs) And I had like my local laundromat lady who was Asian and she would always fold my clothes super crisp. And like if I ever had stains, she would get them all out for me with no extra cost. But the way I found my apartment, unlike April and Jackie, (laughs) I actually lived with people I knew. So I also found my apartment right after I did the MAPE internship with April, actually. (laughs) And that stands for Multicultural Advertising Intern Program. But you can get more background on that in our first episode ever. 
But pretty much my roommate who I met in MAPE, she was definitely down to move to New York. She got a full-time offer around the same time that I did. And my roommate from college, who I lived with for a year, senior year, she was also looking for an apartment. So in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to mesh these two people together and we're going to try to live together. And ended up working out. We actually found our apartment through Nooklyn and we also looked at Street Easy. At first, I felt like we were getting scammed because our realtor, he was telling us that you know, apartments go really fast. And I didn't believe him at first, but now that I've kind of lived the New York life, I totally get an apartment can disappear like an hour after you see it. So he was not lying about that. But me being from Texas, I didn't really understand the New York housing market. So I was like, okay, he's like just trying to get our money. And I just found that to be kind of sus. The apartment wasn't perfect, but thinking back, it was actually really big. It was a three by one and a half bath. And we had actually a really large kitchen and a huge living room and really high ceilings. Mm -hmm. We even had a skylight and it was pretty cute. My room was pretty big actually, now that I'm reminiscing. Um, And we also had like a rooftop, but it wasn't like a nice rooftop like April's or anything. It was just literally an open space where you can just walk around and there's no furniture, but you got a really pretty view of the city skyline. You could also get a good view of like Brooklyn. So I really love that apartment. I actually lived in Bushwick and the reason we chose Brooklyn over Manhattan was because somehow I got it in my mind that I wanted my apartment to feel like I was going home after work. I didn't want it to feel like I was going to work and then having to like walk home or like have it near. So I kind of like the idea of separation. So we all kind of agreed on that. Mm-hmm. I feel that because it's like you're working, you're partying, yeah, you're exactly. like doing all these things in the city. But then when it's like, okay, it's time to go back to Brooklyn and like go home. Yeah. And it was nice because it was so quiet. Like I never heard anything outside. I lived off the L train and I could also walk to the M train, but that was like 10 minutes. But the L was literally 30 seconds from my apartment. But the entire time I lived in Bushwick off the L, the L would not work. Yeah, (laughs) It was under major construction and literally it would take me like maybe an hour to get to the city sometimes because the train would come every 20 minutes. And if I missed it on the dot, it would just leave me and then I have to wait 20 minutes at the train station. So that was actually a really big pain point for me. But it's really weird because for some reason, a lot of people who went to my college, the University of Texas, they all moved to that neighborhood in Bushwick and we all lived off the same train stop. So my current work partner, Sam, I had never met him before in college and he was actually living a block away from me. So that was actually super convenient. Um, But we met through my roommate and then down the other side of the street, were three girls who also went to UT and they were friends with my roommate. So we hung out with them often. And then like even down the block was my friend from college's older sister. And we never hung out, but just the idea of like all these people who I have a connection with living so close made me feel really comfortable and like homey, I Mm -hmm. guess. Bushwick is known for its nightlife and Hispanic food. And actually, I think it's like Puerto Rican food. But I was close to so many different types of communities and I was exposed to so many different types of cultures. So I did really love Bushwick. But dealing with that train situation made me really realize that I thought I could deal with it, but it got to the point where I couldn't. So understanding the train systems and any issues you might face, I think, is such a big priority for me now. I mean, actually, no, I take that back because there's COVID. So I'm probably not going to be leaving our new apartment. (laughs) No, I definitely want to live closer to a train just because I was spoiled for so long. And it is a lot more convenient, even when we, let's say, like, need to go grocery shopping or whatever. I know Jackie personally love for us to be by a train that will take us straight into Chinatown. Please. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So no, that's definitely a priority for me still. 
you don't realize how much a difference being near a subway means to you until you're actually there and like the weather is changing. You either could be in 90 degree with 100% humidity and you're walking 20 minutes home or it can be like five degrees cold and you have 20 minutes. Like I didn't mind the 15 minutes cause it's like, oh, like I have these 15 minutes to myself to like gather myself. But when it's like 4 a.m. and my cheap ass was like, I'm not gonna pay for an Uber because I can just walk the 15 minutes, then that's when I realized like, ooh. And see, like it, took, it would take me an hour to go to Chinatown and it, it feels like a whole day experience to get all the way there. Yeah, it's when you look on Google Maps and you're like, okay, it's only 10 minutes away from the train station. That doesn't sound too bad. But then when you're applying it to like world situations in the dead of winter or in the dead of summer, it's it sucks. It's not fun. It's definitely one of those things that you kind of just get used to. But you know, let's just not put ourselves into <laughs> that situation. I agree. Before we move on from the stories of how we found those apartments, I think it'll be helpful for us to just really quickly say the cost, how much we paid and why you think it was worth it or why you don't think it was worth it or mm -hmm. just like your general thoughts. So the total for my entire apartment was 5,600 for a two bed, two bath. For my room by itself, it was 1650. And then I had to pay around maybe a hundred or so for utilities on top of that. The reason why I felt like it was worth this price is because it had an amazing view of the city. And two, I was willing to pay this price because one, it secured a place and I was moving without seeing it. So one, I knew it was in a safe building. I had a gym. It had a doorman as well. And I, I think that was very interesting to me because I come in, he like say hi to me every day. And I'm like, oh, he, he knows <laughs> me. Um, so it had all, all the luxury amenities. It was a little more expensive for what you're paying for. But I think just for location, the building... Everything that it offered, I was willing to pay a little more just for my circumstance plus all the things that I can get from it. And I think also I loved my roommates, so that made it more willing to re-sign my lease for the next year. Mm -hmm. So when I lived in Astoria, I paid, I think it was $1,000 a month for each of those two places that I stayed in, which is not bad. And then when I lived in Midtown, I thought that I had a crazy good deal. You did. I paid $1,190 a month. You really did. And just everything that my building offered. I also had a doorman, a package room. The package room is so clutch, guys. Like to have someone make sure that your packages are safe. <laughs> we had a in-house laundromat. Or what is in-house dry cleaning? I actually never took advantage of that, but I kind of wish I did. Brian actually used it once. Wait, what does in-house laundromat laundry service mean? So they had dry cleaning or they would clean your clothes for you and you would pay like by the pound. And they also had alterations. That's nice. Wow. And then we had like a dishwasher. Like I think the biggest thing is that we didn't have laundry in unit, which I know Jackie did. Uh, yeah. but we had laundry in the building. But yeah, it was a great deal. Eleven ninety, And then after when we re-signed, it went up to twelve fifty. But even at 12.50, like I was not complaining. That's amazing. Your area was perfect, yeah. And it was just so nice and convenient because I don't know why, but our choice of hangout or like place to go to when we went out was K-Town and it was literally across the street from it. So for me, my commute was like the opposite of JoJo's where it was like too convenient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my commute to K-Town from Bushwick at times, if I missed the train, it would take me probably like 45 to 50 minutes. Oh, no. But if I caught the train, it would be 35, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo, I feel like that's the reason why we didn't hang out as much is because you were so far. And like, to me, mm -hmm. since I've lived in Manhattan the whole time, I was like, dude, Brooklyn is like a whole nother world. Like I have <laughs> to, it's like a whole day trip for me to go there and then come back. No, it is. Between Bushwick and Hell's Kitchen, 
I would say our commute would be like 50 minutes. I think more because you would have to walk to Jackie's. Yeah. And oh, take yeah, like two yeah, trains. No, more, yeah. You got to switch trains. Yeah, so I only ever went over to Jackie's I think one time. <laughs> the one time that we went from Hill's Kitchen to Bushwick, it was after a Chelsea Color concert. Oh, yeah. Thing. And the, even the Uber ride took forever. Do you remember that, Jackie? Yeah. I yeah. We were in that car for so long. <laughs> I always try to tell everyone, like, I like I have a great apartment. Like, I want people to see it and enjoy space. But also, it's so far that, like, no one's like, I don't think I'm willing to walk all the way over yeah. there. So I'm like, damn. Yeah, that was the same issue I had. Like, I had probably the biggest living room space out of everyone. But it was just not on the way to anything unless we were specifically going out in Bushwick that weekend. So yeah <laughs> yeah my apartment living room was small but mighty <laughs> it was so convenient though so I feel like we were at your place all the time and the fact that we had the lounge too now that you say it used to be hotel it makes so much sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean they like really upgraded the lounge the lounge is like way nicer than the rest of the building in my opinion <laughs> I do want to say for prices like I thought I really had a good deal. And then when you hear everyone else's and what they're paying and what they get, like I realized like, oh, what I'm paying is a lot more when April basically has like all the same amenities and is in the city mm. and literally down the street from my work. So then I realized, oh, like if you do a lot of research, you'll actually find a really good place for a really good price. You just have to find that perfect moment. And like Jojo said, the market is going by so fast. If you see an apartment one day, it'll be gone the next. So it's a yeah. good thing to keep in mind that you have to have everything ready. And if you see something you like, you have to sign as soon as possible. Yeah. Just to be completely transparent, my roommates and I, our first jobs when we were looking for an apartment did not pay us a lot. Like we were all making probably around 55K or less. So low cost was definitely our priority over anything. So our first apartment was 3,200 total for three bedrooms and one and a half bath. And my room, I wanted the smallest because I just knew I needed to save money. So my room was $1,000 a month, not including utilities. And my utilities were probably around like 50 to 60 a month. So I was really not paying that much. That was actually cheaper than my apartment in college. So oh. for me, I was just like, this is the best deal I could get. Really? Oh my God. How much did you pay in college? I paid 1200 for my apartment for in college. For a room? What? For one room. Yeah. Because oh I lived in downtown Austin. So it was just as expensive at times that's crazy i was paying like three to four hundred dollars for a room and what? then when i started paying in new york prices i was like i don't even know how i can afford this but I'm it was only that paying. cheap yeah then i was like this is amazing wow no i was paying 1200 a month not including utilities for that apartment that i was paying that in was a four bedroom two bath but it was huge like we had a huge living room Dang. and a huge balcony and we would have parties all the time but yeah like we heard the price of this bushwick apartment and you know, we knew we had to sign immediately, but you kind of get what you pay for. It was a really small apartment. It was only six units, but I kind of liked that because I got to know all the neighbors and like everyone's quirks. And like in my mind, I'd be like, oh my God, one L is always going to have parties on the weekends. One R, they're going to be quiet, but they foster literally <laughs> 20 dogs. And like, I don't think our landlord knew. I knew like two R is always going to be smoking weed on the front stoop. But one of the biggest pain points for me was that I didn't have a mailman or a mailroom mm -hmm. and they would just put the packages in the, we don't even have a lobby. So it was like the downstairs hallway. And a lot of times our packages would get stolen. That was just not fun. And it was stressful because sometimes the packages would disappear, but then they'd get re-delivered another day. But I'd already be talking to Amazon at that point and getting my money back. So it was just kind of a hassle. And obviously I didn't have like laundry in unit, but like I said, the laundromat was, it was like literally on the same street as me. 
and I got to know my laundry lady really well. So there's like pros and cons. So now we just talked a lot about how we found these apartments and our overall experiences with them. Is there anything that you would have done differently now having that experience and expertise of looking back and looking at everything you've done? I would say, although I didn't see my apartment first, that the photos don't always look the same, but people do a thing where they take photos at the top corner of the room and get a very wide angle. And then when you go, it literally feels half the size. I've seen a room that they were saying it's so spacious. And then when I got in, I couldn't even walk in. It literally was a bed and a baby desk. And like, that was all. And that was like $1,200. Start looking at as many places as you can because... I thought that that was a great deal until you start to talk to other people and you realize like, oh, this is what you actually can get from the prices you're paying. So do your research, talk to as many people as possible. I think another point is that you do not need to pay a broker's fee. Like maybe if it's the perfect apartment for you, then sure. Because like for me, I didn't pay a broker's fee and I really was not intending on it at all because I just heard of how expensive it could be. And I was like, I can do the work myself even if it takes longer. So I got really lucky and my apartment didn't require one. I definitely do think that you should see the apartment before before signing on to anything. One story that I have that I thought was really funny. When I was looking for apartments before I found the one in Midtown, I did see a few different places. And there was one apartment that I saw in Soho. Wonderful location, kind of by my office. Just like the pictures looked really cute. Is this the bathtub story? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was a two bedroom in like a really nice area. I went over my friend Stacy and I didn't find a roommate yet, but I was thinking if I like this apartment, I could find someone to move in with me using roomie or something. So I brought Stacy and I was just telling the guy like, oh yeah, like we're looking for a place together. We walk in and the first thing you see is a bathtub in the middle of the living room slash kitchen because to your right is the stovetop and then right in front of you is the bathtub and it's literally just combined open in the middle of the space it was absolutely ridiculous we were kind of like oh like this wasn't in the photos <laughs> so I was so confused I was like what is there no room for a bathroom yeah. it was just the strangest thing and then I we were just like no but obviously we like we were trying to be nice like we walked around we took a look but I think that story is just like please 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 take a look at the apartment and I think another thing around that too is especially if you're not familiar with the area it's nice to go to that apartment see what maybe the outside of the building looks like what's on the street how close is it to the subway obviously and just kind of evaluate it from all ends not just the specific room that you're going to be living in yeah we actually when commutes were a thing we just practiced commuting from the apartment to our work the weekend before so we got a deal are you practiced yeah we got an idea of like how long it would take i felt like i had to practice because that was like my first job I didn't really know the area I was going to live in. And I wanted to make sure I wouldn't be late. So we like literally all practiced our commutes. That's so cute. Yeah. It was kind of cute that we all lived in different neighborhoods. Because like I know they were kind of far from each other. But it was kind of nice to be like, oh, this weekend are we going to do some activities in Hell's Kitchen? Which (gasps) I don't think we ever really did. But it's like, or are we just going to go to K-Town? Let's meet at April's. Or are we going to do a Brooklyn weekend? Let's go to mine. Yeah, yeah. Or like Ed's apartment in Williamsburg was always like a really good spot to go to in between everyone. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of miss like that vibe. Yeah. So you lived in Brooklyn, but is there any part of you of like, oh, I kind of want to live in Manhattan or are you just fully Brooklyn only? Honestly, I kind of wish I tried it, but 
just knowing like how much I made in my first job, I just knew I probably wouldn't be able to afford it and get like the space that I got. Obviously, like living in Manhattan is a dream for most people in like having those big windows like you did and yeah. waking up to the skyline or like waking up directly in the city is like, yeah, it's a dream. But yeah, yeah like the thought definitely crossed my mind. So we actually just spent a lot more time just setting up our background on how we got our first apartments. So this is actually going to become a series. Our next few episodes will talk about things to prioritize when it comes to actually signing your lease and any additional things to keep in mind, such as what is renter's insurance and how do you get that? A lease versus a sublease and pros and cons of each one, deciding what neighborhood you want to live in, and even making a list of things you're willing to give up versus what you actually truly want in an apartment. Because the reality is, if you have a list of like five things you must have, you probably are only going to get like three to four of those. Three to four? I was going to say like one or two. (laughs) Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm being, yeah, no, one to two. (laughs) We're also going to talk about things that we experience in these apartments. For example, I had an insane bug problem in my room specifically that affected no one else in the apartment. And it was like going through hell. I know some people experience roaches. I never had that. Also, I know some areas in the city, you are prone to getting mice. And so many rats. You'll see so many rats. Oh yeah. Rats are just the thing. They become like... They're normal now. They're our, they're our friends. Yeah. At first, you're kind of like offended that they're there, but then... You just get used to it. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Asian Glow Up. We loved reflecting back to our early New York City days and discussing how we found our apartments, how much they were, what we regretted, if anything. And quick update as I'm editing this, Jackie and I are actually in New York right now at our Airbnb. Jojo will be back probably in a few more weeks, but we've been seeing quite a few apartments. I think we've seen at least eight to 10 so far. We haven't found the one just yet, but wishes luck. I'm sure by the time our next New York City apartment episode goes up, we will. So stay tuned. Thank you again and check us out on Instagram at Asian Globe Pod. Talk soon.